Welcome everyone to the to Sessionable, which is uh, the first, first episode of Sessionable. Episode one. We're going to be talking every two weeks just about beer and related topics. And So, my name's Tom. Um, I am a beer nerd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think we all are here. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm joined by my other two hosts, uh, Liam. Yep. And Adrian. How are you going? Um, if you got, if anyone listening to this is a beer nerd in Sydney, you've probably like seen us around or met us before. Run into us somewhere. Yeah, yeah run into us somewhere. <laughs> and if not, you're sure you will. Like, uh, uh, I work as a bartender at a beer bar. Um, Liam, where do you work? You're... Um, I run a bottle shop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Adrian's... And I pretty much live in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all from like, you know, different parts of the craft beer industry and uh we'll be doing stuff like having interviews with people um lots of just general talking shit uh and lots of drinking as well is the plan so yeah yeah that's uh that's a bit of an intro to to the show welcome cool so speaking of which um what are you drinking at the moment tom well i've got in my hand right now it's an audio only podcast so you can't actually see this but um, it's actually a west fletcher in 12 it's a west yeah <laughs> i've got i've got the next best thing the mountain goat hightail ale um so which, why are we drinking the hightail well we thought because this is the first episode of the podcast we thought that a good topic to sort of chat about would be like our epiphany beers so or our epiphany sort of experiences how we got introduced to the idea of craft beer and the idea of beer being more than just macro lagers. Um, so that's why I'm drinking Hightail Ale. That was sort of one of my epiphany beers. Um, I think it's interesting that you said it's one of your epiphany beers as well because a lot of people try to nail it down to one beer. I can think of 15 epiphany yeah. beers and I'm still having epiphany beers, you know what I mean? Like, I think when you find something new that gives you a whole new style or a whole new region or something, that's an epiphany beer. So, what's, yeah. one, of, what's one of yours, Liam? Um, well, the one I wanted to do, but I can't bring myself to bring it, was um, the Spitfire. So, it's an English ale, Shepherd's Name. But um, I didn't bring it because I had it on hand pump and I think that's the best way to have it. And the bottled version of it, it's not quite the same thing. So I like to remember it for what it was and absolutely, yeah. then substitute for it. So um, the beer I brought today was the Nugnaro Two Captains. So that was the first Nugna beer I ever tried. Cool. And um, I mean, that's, that's an epiphany itself, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and that got me into Scandinavian beers mm. in a big way. And um, it's, it's all downhill from there. But I think I have like a an epiphany beer for every country, just... Oh, finding yeah. out that a, a, a country can do really good beer. Well, that's the thing. I think with the two captains, that's the beer where I was like, holy shit, there's like beer scenes and there's like, it's not just like, there's different things going on all over the world. And that's when you're like, I have so much beer to drink. There's so many places to go to. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Adrian, what, uh, what, what about you? What sort of, what were you going to bring today? What did you? Um, uh, there was a couple of beers that I didn't really want to bring because they're not really that good. <laughs> um, one of them was so it was back when I was about five years old and uh, I was really thirsty and looking around for a water and couldn't find one and I saw this drink on my dad's table they were playing mahjong or something something like that and I took it and drank it and spit it out it was the worst thing I had ever drank in my life up to that point yeah. it was San Miguel <laughs> and uh, and 
from that moment on, I, I swore never to drink beer ever again. <laughs> How did that turn out? Yeah, that <laughs> turned out really well, actually. <laughs> but um, the other one was Stella Artois, and that's not actually a funny story. It's just, I, I think I got back into drinking when I was 18, and I, I figured, why not? I'll, I'll get back into beer, and had some really foul stuff like VB and New and Carlton, and, and I came across Stella randomly at a at a bar one night and i thought wow this actually tastes a bit different and that got me to try you know a lot of different other beers and i think it got me to go to the belgian beer cafe in in sydney and the first beer i had there was a beer we have in front of us we haven't opened yet which is the quark and it was it just blew my mind. Mm. It, it's eight point four percent, so it was the strongest beer I've ever had at the, at that point, and it was yeah, really good. Yeah, awesome. I think Belgium as a nation has done a lot for epiphanies, people's, people's yeah. palates beer, and, yeah. and beer, and but at, but at the same time, I find it interesting that like the experiences we're talking about, they're very personal. They're very like this is how yeah, it happened for me. Yeah. But if someone else like I don't know. Mountain Goat Hightail Hour as an example. If someone else drank that, I don't know, would they turn into me eventually? Do they want to? Um, <laughs> is that... Uh, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's, it's equally about the story as it is about the beer, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a great beer or not. Oh, it's the story it. behind it that makes it, it yeah. And Nugner is the perfect example of that. Like, it's Norwegian, it's got the cool story behind it. Like, Kettle was a, a pilot and... Yeah, and a home brewer, and a home brewer, yeah. and it was just a you know, and that um, there's a great post on uh, the Nugna website where Kettle talks about how he like the history of the brewery and how he went and you know he it was basically broke for for six years while he was starting this brewery. It was made of like you know bits of different sheds and stuff, and it was it's a really it's a really good read. I recommend mm. it. Um, we'll put that in the show notes for the episode. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, when we all got to meet Kettle, um, when he came to Australia, I think that was, a, he has such a good story. Mm. And dude, such a cool dude as well. Oh, he's so yeah. cool. He's and a Viking, oh, in, a, a Viking in another life, in the lifestyle, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a really cool beard as well. Yeah. <laughs> really big fan of his beard. beard. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And he's just such a happy dude. Like, yeah. I mean, of course he could be happy yeah. now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like people like that, when you meet, cool people behind cool beers it just makes it that much better I reckon yeah I think we go the quack yeah cool we're gonna crack the quack release the quack so we've all had this beer before right yeah I mean it's a Belgian it's one of those like sort of classic Belgians it is one of those beers that once you drink that how can you like go back to shit yeah to bland thin lagers yeah I mean I think like I was saying before like Belgian beers have been the gateway to... That's for so many people. I think... I don't know anyone who drinks, like... Who was into the craft beers and that hasn't had a period of just getting into Belgian beers at some point in their life. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And um, so for me, my sort of epiphany experience with the, the Hightail, I was um, on a trip up the coast. Uh, me and a friend were trying to drive all the way around Australia, but we only ended up uh, in Mission Beach, just south of Cairns. And on the way up, we stopped in Brisbane and I was living with uh, my mum's cousin for like just a week. She was just taking us in while we were in Brisbane, which was awesome. And uh, she made us dinner one night and me and my friend were like, oh, really? like, thanks for dinner. You know, we'll bring some beer out and um, 
to sort of pay you back for the for the dinner. And uh, we had a carton of James Bogues Premium in our in the boot of our car, so we brought a six pack of that in. And uh, um, Mum's cousin was like, "No, I think we've got the beer for tonight, thanks." And uh, pulled out a few bottles of Mountain Goat Hightail Ale and the uh, White Rabbit Dark Ale, and had that with our lovely roast beef. Yeah. And that was just that was when you like you drink it and you go. You, that's that step from lager to ale, basically, where you go wow, beer can actually have a flavour. And after that, I don't know how you can really go back to the stuff that doesn't. Well, yeah, this quack's tasting yeah. great. Just I haven't had one of these for a while, actually. No, it's yeah. going down way too easily, though. 8.4%. Yeah. It is quite sessionable. TM, trademark. Yeah. <laughs> I find, like, um, nowadays, I find a lot of the Belgian stuff a bit too sweet. Yeah, I have same. to be in a particular mood, but this is really this is, nice. Yeah, it's got a good, it's good, good balance. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to make up something just on the spot, but I think if if listeners have a you know have a suggestion on what we should be drinking like, yeah. uh, on the show, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, send it in. There'll be a little uh, comment section, yeah, yeah, or something. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll get that going. Might be interesting. Absolutely, and yeah, yeah. If what do you think? What what are your epiphany beers? Let us know. Um, I think that's a good, yeah. good idea. I was going to say it's because beer is a discussion, but some other podcast already uses that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean that's that's true though, and that's one of my favourite things about beer. Like the beer's great, just drinking it's fine. But for me, the best thing about beer, and this is almost an epiphany in itself, was when I found other people who drank beer to the same level as me, and yeah. So you're not just drinking it in isolation, and that that experience, yeah, just you know. Um, yeah, meeting you guys and just like drinking together in a pub and talking about it. Talking about it's one of my favourite things. I think you just learn more when it's oh, absolutely. not just yourself. You figure out what you like about it a bit more when you have to talk about it as yeah, well. When you know you what have I mean? To justify like, why you like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. It can be brutal sometimes. Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> when you're drinking a beer and you love it and everyone's like, ah, this is yeah. shit. I'm rating this one star and I'm tapped. Like, yeah. You're like, well, I gave it five. Right. I think we should crack this uh, two captains. Sweet. So we could probably talk about this beer a bit as well because it's got a pretty cool story behind yeah, it. Yeah, it does. So this was the one with the um, the homebrewing championship, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think the basic idea was I think it's a yearly thing that Nugna does where they have a homebrew competition and the prize is you get to brew the beer with the guys at at Nugna. And this was the only, this is the only one I've actually seen commercially released, so, so I'm not... And it's, regu- it's regular. It's a regular, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it got so popular. I think it just turned out to be such a cracking beer. It's just part of their normal lineup now. But, um... Actually, I think I have seen one of the other ones. Yes? Uh, it has, like, a lion or something in the, in the uh, label. Not the Tiger Triple. It might be the Tiger Triple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. Okay. Well, but, you know, I might be yeah. completely wrong about that as well. So, I think the name comes from the guy who won the homebrew comp was actually a, a pilot as well. Oh, sweet. So, two captains being uh, Kettle and, yeah. and, the, and the dude, yeah. So, it's um, Jan Halvorfjeld, uh, apologies to any Norwegians, um, <laughs> winner of the Norwegian Homebrewing Championship in 2010, brewed his champion mm. Imperial IPA at Nugna. I mean, yeah, this is... So, yeah, this was um, one of the beers that I had when Nugna first came to Australia. And it was sort of at that point... I think for a venue and like working in places and buying beers, it was, it was we started seeing stuff like Brewdogs coming over, Mikolas, mm. um, that whole sort of that new world European, yeah. So it was, scene. It was yeah. exciting, yeah. Which is yeah, and which is putting out some of the best beer in the world. 
Okay, I haven't had this in a long time, and I actually had it on tap the other day. Ah, yeah. Wow. It's it's like it is wow. It's 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 citrus galore. Yeah, I remember. I remember this being a big beer. Mm, It is a big beer, but and it's just sort of like at a time when I was just starting to drink some really hoppy beers. Like another gateway beer for me would definitely be like the Rogue Captain Stiggs, yeah, which is the first Rogue beer I ever had, and um, I remember that being the most bitter thing of all time. Mm. Just being like, oh my god, I don't think I like this. No, no, no I, I like this. Yeah, well, I remember <laughs> the first time I ever tried um, Punk IPA mm. from Brewdog. I hated it. It was offensive. <laughs> yeah, it was offensive. Yeah. I was, um, so I was living in Mission Beach at the time, and. Uh, Mission Beach is a very small beach town. There's one bottle shop, and the best beer you can get at that bottle shop is, well, uh, like, Cascade. So right, yeah. there wasn't much in the way of good beer there. And this was after I'd had the high tail experience. So I was so you sort of on a mission to try and find something different. I was trying to find something, find something decent, but yeah. I couldn't. And so I would literally, um, I would drive from Mission Beach to Cairns, <laughs> which is almost a two-hour drive, yeah. just to go to Dan Murphy's. To, and Dan Murphy's had a thing on where you get 10 beers, you get 10% off yeah. a lot. So I would just go there, buy 10 beers I hadn't tried, take them back to Mission Beach, try them all, uh, and then go and get another 10. And I did that three or four times over a couple of months. And uh, Punk IPA was one of them, and I remember it. And I remember drinking it and going, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was offensive. But yeah. then um, over time, you know, you get used to hops, you get used to that bitterness. And Punk IPA now is just one of those absolute, you know, winners, I think. I don't... I think it's to the point where I don't even see that as a really hoppy no, beer no, anymore, which is kind of scary, yeah. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, the first time I tried a Brewdog as well, I was like, this is so fucking punk. It's mm. so abrasive. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely. My um my hoppy beer epiphany was a bit weird. I, I, I went, like, completely to the extreme of what you could get. I was, I was in a conference in San Diego... Oh, nice. And at a sports bar, because I didn't really want to hang out with, like, the conference crowd. And the 49ers were playing that night, so I was like, I'll go to a sports bar and have some beers. And try the tap beers, which were pretty crap. And I saw this really cool label bottle in the the fridge. So I, I said, I'd have that. I'll have that. And it turned out to be Stone Arrogant Bastard. And... <laughs> It just blew my taste buds away. <laughs> I, it was the most bitter thing I had ever ever had. Did you like it? I, I I'm not sure if I did the first time, but then the next night I, I came back like, for yeah. it, and oh, I just kept oh, coming back go. for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you went mm. back for it, and I, yeah, I wouldn't. I, if I drank that before drinking anything hoppy, I would have just gone. Now nah, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? It is, and you do hear that from a lot of people who are just getting into beer. I don't like them too hoppy. And then you come back to them in a couple of months or whatever, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'll have that uh, triple Imperial IPA, thanks. And we could probably talk about some other, like, beer epiphanies, like styles that you had. Um, I reckon one of my beer epiphanies was, and this was after I'd gotten into beer, well, after it, but uh, drinking Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. Like, I was already into beer before before I drank my first Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, but that is a beer that absolutely launched it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a beer for me. I was like, I didn't know you could get that, that flavor, flavor yeah. out of a beer. And I mean, and since since then, you know, I've got an unhealthy obsession with <laughs> galaxy hops. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually, I'm, I'm pretty jealous about 
of the people that haven't had it yet mm. and are still yet to have that beer for Absolutely. the first time because I remember the first time I had that, I was just so in love with it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first, like, so when someone comes up to the bar and they're looking for a beer, the, my first question is, have you had Stone and Wood before? Yeah. Because if they haven't, that's what they're drinking. Like, <laughs> they're not walking think, away from the bar without it. Yeah. Like, love yeah. it or hate it. I mean, it's not everyone's beer, but it's definitely a beer everyone should try. It, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah. And I mean, from that, you know, you've got some amazing, like, wasn't there like a, a Galaxy IPA aged in Chardonnay barrels with Brett from Anchorage? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, what? No, it wasn't the White No, White Out was, was the weird, but. It was the other one. <laughs> the Galaxy one. They did a Galaxy yeah, one. Yeah, no, it was, it was called yeah. Galaxy IPA. I think it was Galaxy, yeah. yeah. Um, or the, uh, what is it? Is it Crouch's Galaxy IPA? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Bridge Road, Single Hop, that's just awesome. There's so many just awesome galaxies. Uh, the what was that? The um, the hop dog one, the um, Hep Horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was awesome. And you know, it's, it's I think the Pacific Hour is now an inherent style. Like other people do similar beers using Galaxy hops. It's like oh, it's just trying to be. A Pacific it's a Pacific Hour yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a bad thing. No, it's not. I think, and you know, I'm all about Australia championing itself as a its own identity yeah. and the beer thing. And I think that style is... To have an Australian yeah. style of beer is... Exactly. Like you important. say, yeah. Australian pale ale, what does that mean? Does that mean Cooper's pale ale? Is that... So, a, yeah. yeah. Does it just mean cloudy pale ale? And I think Australian pale ale, like, that should be it. Or, it be. like, Galaxy Hopped or Australian Hop because they've got those sort of characters. Like, mm-hmm. they've all got really nice like hop characters to them all the Aussie hops actually on the topic of Australian beers my, my Australian beer epiphany was um, Baron's Black Bottle that is I think I, that I, was a very important beer yeah it was very yeah. important for me because yeah. I, I was at a I was at the Australian beer ca- uh, Australian, Australian Hotel, hotel uh, festival. beer festival yeah yeah, yeah. I've and, never been to one of those and I was just like at the start of my beer journey then and I hadn't had any really good or any good Australian beers at that point, and then I had Black Bottle, and I was like, "Whoa, this is this is actually flavorful. Australian beers can actually be good." And it was quintessentially Australian as well. Yeah, like, absolutely. yeah, it's funny the amount of people you speak to who are like that. That beer comes up for some random people. It's like, oh yeah, not really big drinkers. I really like the the Black Bottle beer. It's like, ah, oh, you're like, yeah. I hear that so many times. Yeah, so I think uh, the next segment for the show today, um, it's a pretty important one. It's one that I think uh, we'll be getting a lot more requests for and people people it, people care about it. It's a, it we're going to help a lot of people with this, I think. Um, so uh, this one's over to Adrian. Uh, he's going to sort of talk us through uh, uh, beer fashion. So, beer fashion. Yes. So, so uh, actually, speaking of epiphanies, uh, that was one of my epiphanies, just beer and pants matching was, you know, that just opened up a whole new world of possibilities there. And you sort um, of started a, a known trend, I think, now. I, I like, think you did. There is, there's a lot of uh, people in craft beer, myself included, who now wear colourful pants. I, to, saw, yeah, I saw your uh, magenta pants. They were really good. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah. I like them. And I had green it's ones on. It's become a bit of an international yes, thing now. Like, yeah. Yeah, Well, I think it... You, you know, found some lost brothers, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, <laughs> Stu from Yeasty Boys, yeah. I think... He probably started it way before me, but we just met randomly. Well, okay, we didn't meet randomly because people kept saying, 
when I, you know, when I was wearing my green pants, which is the only pants I had at the time. <laughs> as in, only coloured pants I had yeah. at the time. <laughs> um, people Were they kept, originally people green, kept saying that I should, I should meet Stu from Yeasty Boys. I was like, all right, I don't really know anything about Yeasty Boys other than I've had the Pot Kettle Black, which is a really good beer. Hmm. And so I kind of like filed it away in my brain and ignored it. And fast forward to Good Beer Week, the first one, um, 2011, I believe. And Stu was in Sydney before Good Beer Week, and I was already in Melbourne. And people kept saying, Stu, that you should meet Adrian. I was like, what? what why, why are people telling him that? And why, why were people telling me that? And then we actually finally met in Melbourne during Good Beer Week, and... We were both wearing green pants and we just became, you know, instant brothers right there. Um, so that's a bit of um, his signature style as well, isn't it? He yeah. Does, uh, rocks he, the pants. So is he green cool? pants? Is He has a lot of different just co- lots of colour yeah. coloured pants and his pants are amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm so... Yeah, I'm so envious of Stu's pants collection. I think you should collaborate and come up with a, like a beer fashion line. We should. Yeah. Well, only pants, though. <laughs> yeah, Kuwasaid and uh, Yeasty <laughs> yeah. Boys. Um, yeah, I, I think... Boys. It's, it's a really interesting concept. Uh, and I'm being absolutely serious here. So, you would just pick, it, pick some pants and you can do the obvious matching. So, red pants, red ale. Well, uh, the other night... All right, yeah. Um, we, uh, uh, I went to a launch of a, of a beer. It was the Chuck Norris at the local tap house, red ale. And I thought... I'm gonna wear my red pants, and I Makes did. Sense. And so, yeah. so beer and beer and pants matching. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think it like seriously does it enhance the experience? Well, I, I think it adds to the fun of yeah. beer. Uh, so, like fun, I said, right? red pants, red ale. But you could also associate red with aggressiveness. <laughs> so you could do like a double IPA or a triple yeah. IPA. Yeah. See, for me, I'd, I'd match a double IPA with like green for hops. Like, so that's yeah, the obvious that's one. Yeah. That's, so fine. that's the obvious that's fine one. As well, yeah. like, that, that's yeah. great. Yeah, just get creative I think, with it. I think we're we're helping people. So, what about like um, like beer festivals and stuff like that, where you're going to be drinking a whole bunch of beers? So, my go-to is the green because that, that was like the first one that I wore to a beer festival. Yeah. It's almost your signature. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it kind definitely. of signifies hops, and and yeah, it is my signature That's what it's pants. All about. Yeah, but you know, you can you can wear like so if it's like an IPA festival, you can wear red. Um, yellow's pretty. Universal, some crazy tie dye, multicolor thing. Don't, don't have any, unfortunately. <laughs> so, how many pants do you have in your collection now? Seriously, uh, I have. I have the um. So, on the top of my pile is the the uh, the traffic lights. So, oh, um, green, yellow, red. Nice. The but essentials. I yeah. have like intermediate colors like um, magenta. <laughs> uh, I guess turquoise. One of them is. Not really a huge fan of that one. I don't wear it a lot. Um, and I do have regular jeans, in, in case people are wondering. Uh, <laughs> right now I'm wearing shorts, so I don't usually do that. Do you only wear the colour pants for beer, or is it just a part Whatever of Whatever I'm feeling like, yeah. really. I mean, mo- most of the time I guess I, I probably wear jeans because they're really comfortable. Yeah. It's hard to find super comfortable coloured pants they're usually really tight so yeah usually jeans but yeah it, it's it's all it's all a bit of fun so I mean you've met Stu from Easy Boys he's definitely on the 
Oh uh, yeah, fashion I think, agenda. Yeah, I think he's a he's a he's a pioneer in the whole. Um, is there anyone else around in the scene? Rock, um, rock in the beer fashion. Yeah. So, Leroy, the the, mani- oh, yeah, the manager right. at uh, the local tap house, always has coloured pants, and I always compliment him about it. Man, yeah. well, Leroy's a very fashionable man. He is. <laughs> he's a very yeah, very fashionable guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I mean I think this brings up another interesting topic that we'll probably address later is beer and. Something. something beer matching. and anything because there's so much like yeah. beer and movies you can you can match beer and beer music. music yeah I think that's a cool one yeah, yeah. Um, there's some you know and beer goes well with everything right yeah like really and I think as long as you're not being too serious about it you can just come up with anything exactly yeah but what yeah I mean, I mean why be serious about it yeah well, you yeah. can be serious. Like, you can do some serious beer and food matching. And oh, uh, yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, you, you can, if you want to get really so serious, well. like, do BJCP or something. And uh, I'm uh, doing that at the moment, actually. Oh, okay. How's that? So, uh, wait, well, actually, can, do you want to explain what that is? So, I, I'll probably talk about it in more detail yeah. uh, when <laughs> I've yeah. finished the exam, pass, pass <laughs> or fail. Uh, but it's, it's kind of a beer judging, mostly for homebrew competitions, and you do the exam and you get qualified to... Um, so you, you have to learn like a whole bunch of technical uh, topics like how to brew beer and water chemistry and yeast and hops and things like that. And then you have to study the styles and get to know which beers fit in which styles, what are some typical examples of styles and things like that. Um, so I think it's, a, it's, an int- it's definitely an interesting program... And which is why I did it in the first place. Yeah. But at the same time, there are some kind of cons to it, if you will. As in, I don't feel that uh, good beer should be, you know, pinned down to a certain range Trying to of fit it yeah. Into so like a certain range of colours and, and yeah. flavours and things like that. So. I guess like there are like specialty categories yeah. that you can enter beers yeah. in. So it's 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 a really interesting program and I think if uh if you have a chance to do it, you should definitely do it. Although I hear that the next next tasting exam after the one I'm doing is in twenty fifteen, so Oh you, plenty of time to study. Yeah, then. plenty of time to study. Yeah. So Hmm. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the next segment. Um we're gonna talk about just some beers that we're enjoying drinking at the moment. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, I've brought the, uh, one of my just, like, favourites. It's a pretty new one. Uh, it's local. Um, it's the Riverside 44 Amber, which is yeah. just, just, I think it's just phenomenal beer. So, um, uh, Liam, what, did, what are you bringing um, to the table? I've got another international, actually. So, I brought another, another IPA as well. I brought the Race of Fives from Bear Republic from California. Um, awesome. I got a chance to go o- over the states into last year um hit up some mad bars and this is a beer i'd had here but um it's a it was a pretty mad go-to beer to have on tap in the states taste is awesome absolutely cheap as hell yeah well so cheap as hell over there right yeah so jealous of the u.s for first of all having cheap beers but you can go to service stations and oh man get awesome beers yeah. I mean, like you know, you're talking about the uh, the stone before the angry bastard. It was angry bastard. Sorry, Arrogant. yeah. Like that's a go-to beer in the states. Like, yeah. I went to a comedy club, and that was like the only beer they had on tap. 
oh, no, untapping the bottle. It was the only beer they had. It was like, I was like, oh, the waiter's like, what do you want? It's like, oh, I have a beer. It's like, we've only got one beer. It's like, what is it? Uh, arrogant bastards. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay, now, Adrian, uh, you've got an interesting choice. What, what are you bringing to the table? I'm, I'm going to be really controversial here, and I have, uh, I have a cider. Ooh, snap. Yeah. So, we've already ruined the podcast. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, that's we'll, it. Last we'll never, yeah, we'll never <laughs> record an episode ever again. Yeah, you don't make friends with cider. <laughs> this is actually a really good one. Uh, I haven't had this particular one, but Thorogoods from... Uh, it's from the it? UK, is it? No, no, no they're Aussie. It's, it's Aussie? Tasmania, oh, wow. yeah. I think it might ah, be. Cool. What does it say in the label, Tom? It says, uh, John Barker Street, Borough, 5417. Somebody look it yeah, up. Yeah, it doesn't say the state. Um, we're pretty terrible for not knowing. What do you say? Five four one seven. Five four one seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this one's from two thousand and seven. It says. Mm. So that should be. Yeah. These guys actually make a beer cider hybrid. A couple of beer cider. Yeah, hybrids. they do the Billy Billy B's apple beer. It's called, I think. Yeah. So they have the golden apple beer and the, and dark. the dark apple beer. Yeah, and that, both, have, yeah. Both are sensational. I had the golden one. I was just blown away. It was actually one of my the fav- my. One of the best things I've ever drunk, I'd say. So it's from South Australia. South Australia. South Australia. There you go. And well, do we want to start with the cider? Yeah. Um, Why not? Is it a bottle opener? Yeah. Does somebody know how to open these bottles? Because I'm the worst bottle opener of all time. That's just a twisty, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) We'll we'll cut that out. (laughs) Oh, no, we're leaving that in. (laughs) What were you saying about doing your beer judging? Oh, that smell. So have any of you guys had any of the ciders before? I've had the um, the medium sweet. Right. Uh, I think this is the scrumpy sweet one. Yeah. I've got the scrumpy medium dry in the um, fridge. So, so I think they all have that kind of funky character to it. It is very funky. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, they're, they're all different, differing sweetnesses and mm. dryness. This one is very, very sweet. But it, it, it's got that really nice, that funky... Um, mm. It's like um, balsamic vinegar. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Flavour to it. Which is a fault, by the way. So you were saying that they do a lot of um, beer and cider hybrid stuff, right? Oh, yeah, so they do a couple of them. Yeah. Um, and they're both 12%, so watch wow. out. Yeah. yeah, they're big, and they're, but they're really rich, and you've got this really nice apple flavour. You've got that funky flavour, so it's quite... Sour. Mm-hmm. It's almost reminiscent of like a, a Roddenbach Grand Cru, mm-hmm. like sourness. Yeah, I think, yeah right, all cool. of them, like even the ciders have that kind of character to yeah. it. Uh, I went to a cider masterclass at the um, the local tap house. So now, obviously, I'm an expert. Um, <laughs> obviously. Certified, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're listening to Sessionable Australia's premier cider podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think cider is very much a part of. I, th- I think it's if actually... If you want to say, call it craft beer or whatever you want to call it, yep. the good beer community, I think as Australia develops as a brewing country, it's mm. developing it as a cider-making country as well. I, I mean, think it's just developing as a cider-making country faster. Right? Yeah, yeah. And most, I mean, you know, for better or for worse, most breweries put out a cider now. Yeah. You look at... Um, uh, I don't know how often they do it, but uh, Bridge Road do a scrumpy. Yeah, um, that's, that's quite nice. I think Eight Wide from New Zealand. They just did. They did just did one. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like a, I want to try that. I really want to yeah, try yeah. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the Little Miss Muffet from True South is really good as it's well. It's Pretty good. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, Vale do the 
Dr. Pilkington's miracle uh, soda water, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, young Henry's do a side. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, one, that, one, that, was, that was really nice. Last yeah. night. That was pretty good. I think it's unfairly discriminated against in in the beer community. Mm. Which yeah, I think I mean, is a bit ironic. I mean, it's not. If you're sitting in a cool beer bar, you run into a whole bunch of beer dudes, and you rock up to the table with a cider, you're going to cough a bit of okay. shit. Okay, that's a bit different because I don't like to drink non beer stuff at, at a beer bar. Yeah, because so like, like, if I go to a wine bar, I, I wouldn't order a beer, for example. Fair enough, yeah. So, but it at is the same sort of time, upon, isn't at the same it? time, cider is like a punchline in, uh, amongst. <laughs> beer discussions yeah I mean but I mean there's there's I think there's a there's something for that like cider and beer very often get lumped in the same category but like they're completely different products they're not made in the same way at all they don't they don't share ingredients except yeast basically and water yeah so cider's like closer to wine exactly whereas it gets lumped in with beer. Yeah. And suck, I think is, that's, suck is closer to beer where it gets lumped, lumped, lumped in with wine. With wine. Which is, um, weird. Which is uh, I think the main reason is because it's bubbly. Yeah. It's around the same alcohol percentage average and it comes in a 330 or 750 or 650 ml bottle. And that's why it just, it, it shares those characteristics mm. of beer which have nothing to do with the actual product. It's just... I think, yeah, the assumption the, is it's like the... It's not a very good assumption. So it's a chick's beer, like you know, like yeah. men drink beer, women drink cider, like, yeah. yeah. And which is which is complete crap, but nah. like you know, because by that logic, we're all women. So, so this is like, yeah, I think this, this is, is really, really sweet, but it's it actually is, but it's really got nice. lots yeah. of depth as well. It's not just yeah, on the sweet. back palate, you just get that this funk and you know sour pucky, puckeriness mm, yeah. to it. But it's about ba- that's balanced with the sweet, so it's not overly yeah, yeah. sour. It's mm, it's got really good, well done. Actually, going back to the dark apple beer and the golden apple beer, Mm -hmm. uh, so I haven't confirmed this, but what I heard was they actually, instead of using sparge water, they use apple juice. Oh, right. So that's how they... That's how they make the the beer, which which is really cool, and I'd I'd really like to try that. So it's it's really interesting. They actually give on the label for this Thoroughgood's Scrumpy Sweet... um, Bit of a food matching food suggestion matching. as well. Oh, yeah, cool. it says um, serve cold with a hot curry. So what else we got? So, we got, um, so we've an got IPA the and Riverside Forty Four, and we've got the um, the there's racer, also something else sitting on the table that looks. The, yeah, mm, how, where did that appear from? Ah. Is there a certain mm. double black we'll, IPA? We'll, we'll black get, Imperial we'll get to IPA. It. We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, whether we record it or not. <laughs> Should we do the race of five? I think yeah, race of five. Yeah. Um, you I'm might have to open this one, Liam. Yeah. Actually, that that did a good job of cleansing my palate. That cider. So yes, this is the Bear Republic uh, Racer Five. So it's their IPA. It's one of their flagship beers. I'm pretty sure as well. I think it definitely is. This yeah. one's smelling pretty fresh too. It's got a got some nice hit to it. I'm just, um, yeah, I I smelt it and I'm just nodding my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Theater yeah. of the mind is radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, this is so from good. I think Sonoma, hmm. which is pretty much in the heart of like California wine country um so I um I have when I on one of my trips to the states I was did a like a a wine tour for the day so you get put on this bus and you go around all these wineries and the most gutted thing was we drove past the Bear Republic Brewery 
And just and drove past yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was at that point, it's like, do I just leave this wine tour and just, <laughs> just find my own way home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit heartbreaking. So yeah. I've seen the brewery from the outside, but oh. that's about as close as I got. But It's better than me. Drunk oh. a lot of their beers. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of this. And they do a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, and this is like... This is just a their, their flagship IPA. Like it's just a stock standard, and it's got so much like fresh hop, like taste and, and aroma. It's just really, and it's really sort of quintessential for like an American IPA. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, um, definitely a Californian. Like a yeah, a classic, classic, it, a classic example yeah. of that Californian IPA and style. It's yeah, it's a type of beer you got to. I was in San, San Francisco and you can pick this up out of a 7-Eleven. Have you heard they're, they're doing... I think they recently announced they're going to do a black IPA version. Which is going to be well, like... Well, I'm pretty sure there's an imperial version of it as well. Yeah. So that, that I mean... Yeah, black IPAs, that's another another episode entirely, I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, black IPAs... I really like black IPAs, but it seems to me like in the brewing community they're almost seen as a bit of a cop-out sometimes but okay um, yeah i mean it is a bit it's it's sort of it's, it's one getting of those, a bit much it's one of those styles that's very much like in the zeitgeist at the moment it's very yeah. much like that it's it's the the fad the thing at the moment like i don't know there was a point at which the local tap house had like six black ipas on tap at one time you could get a paddle just all of black ipas and they're all great beers but i know um it, it does feel like, you know, it's like Saison's were yeah. uh, like a year ago. Or and Sours. Sours. And, yeah. And, although I think we're still seeing Sours, especially Australian Sours, just sort of slightly pick I think up. We're I think still that, that'll be the next one. That palette. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, yeah, I think people are more and more getting, are, are asking for Sours. Mm-hmm. Um, but IPAs, I think, are more than a fad. They're, they're very much here to stay. I think they, they. Yeah, I mean, we sort of touched on it before, like saying how, you know, like, Belgium beers is sort of a, a part of people's path to drinking awesome beers and definitely yeah. IPAs are, are that next step as well where like you go through a period where you're like all I want is hops yeah and I think for myself now like there's if sometimes I'm like oh, man I really feel like a nice IPA so I'll yeah. grab a couple and totally. I do drink a lot of hoppy beers but yeah. it's not everything you drink yeah sure yeah and I mean yeah and I think IPAs are I think they're also pretty much like I know, emblematic of new world brewing, right? Hoppy pale ales, like, they really symbolise that the craft beer. That, that's that sort of... Yeah, I think it's, it's a good flagship for the movement. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it's different to lagers, it's different to, you know, wheat beers. Like, very yeah. different to both of them. Um, different to, you know, English real ale. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the Californian IPA is very much the basis for a lot of countries absolutely brewing styles and I think this is one of the quintessential California I mean IPAs. back yeah. to back to Nugna like yeah. he was inspired because he was a pilot he got to travel flying, the States, flying yeah. from Norway to the States mm. and he would go to the States drink beer go back to Norway brew some homebrew bring it back to the States see what they thought <laughs> and like he just did that yeah. and kept kept doing it and um, started a brewery that's now arguably one of the best in the world like just just because of like that that American IPA so many people so many brewers I've talked to were inspired like they're inspired by other two things they were either inspired by a trip to the west coast of America yep. or a trip to Belgium yeah and that's what inspired them to, to be brewers I mean off the top of my head like Murray's uh, 
openly says it was a trip to the States that yep. made him want to start start a brewery. Um, I think any... I think it was Two Birds as well. Two Birds, two birds as well. Birds, yeah. um, two Birds just went on a tour to Portland. To, oh, so jealous. For a recon. They yeah. went to the to the, um, the, the conference, didn't they? Yeah, the, the beer conference the, in DC. Yeah. yeah. Very jealous, yeah. So jealous. That's an, that's an epiphany in itself, just going to Portland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, the amount of brewers I've spoken to, it's it's always like that. It's it's a trip to the States or a trip to Belgium. And in the last, I, know, I guess, 15, 10, 15 years, it's hmm. become the home of craft beer, if that's yeah, what you want to call it. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... For the purpose of this show, let's call it craft beer, and we can yeah. have a show later where we argue that. Um, we'll have a lot of, whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have some special guests I'll, in. I'll be, on the, yeah. I'll be on the negative side. Of that. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about this beer when I was in um, San Francisco and to a bar called Zeitgeist. Oh, I love that. Yeah, bar. you've been as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome bar. So this is like um, the first day I landed in the states. I was in San Fran. The first thing I want to do is like I'm going to this bar to drink, um, and they had like stuff like Racer Five on tap and. I think it was something like four dollars fifty for a pint of Racer Five. <laughs> the little tears starts coming out your eyes. Like this is amazing. But um, you have a look at the beer list as well, and everything. Like everything a, is five dollars a run. On tap, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When this is the Coopers, yeah, like, exactly. You know yeah. you're doing well. Um, and so I was just buying. You know, we're drinking all these beers, um, and the chick was like, "Oh." you're tipping me way too much. It's like, you could buy a whole other beer with what you want to tip me. It's like, in Australia, to buy a race of five is significantly more than $4.50 for That's a pint. Like, so, yeah. 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 so you're saving me money. So yeah. let, let's just keep this going. Yeah. There, should be, there should be a tourist exchange program. Oh, yeah. All the, um, all the San Franciscans getting away from the cold weather come to Australia. All the beer nerds <laughs> go, to, go to San Francisco. <laughs> I could quite happily stay in San Francisco and, and for a while. And, yeah. we, and we over-tip as well, so yeah. everyone loves us. I love this. Everyone loves an Australian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. Our English producer might not. <laughs> so, should we get on to the next beer? Or? Sure. Is there a yeah. next beer? Well, I've got 44 Amber, and we've uh, also yes. got a... Um, Mystery beer. Let's rock the 44. Yeah, let's rock the four. And I think that we'll, we'll do the 44 and then we'll probably yeah. finish for the session. Yeah. For this session of Sessionable. Um, <laughs> we'll, keep, session. we'll keep drinking, though. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Awesome. I mean, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> That's uh, stage one is. Yeah, if you, if you say so, Adrian. If you say so. <laughs> we'll cut I out. prefer to call myself a seasoned drinker. <laughs> to me, it's my, it's my job. I have to. It's research, right? Yeah. Keep telling yourself. It's of research. So Riverside, tell us about Riverside, Tom. So Riverside is just a phenomenal local brewery. Like I, they're they're based in Parramatta, so yep. um, west of the of the Sydney centre, and they just do a couple of standard beers, like their standard styles. They've got a pale ale, a golden ale, a summer ale, uh, an amber, an IPA, and a porter. I think is their standard their range. core range, yeah. Um, and they've just so done their first, uh, their like first seasonal, beer, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll touch yeah. on that in a sec. But so their their standard range, very American inspired, as we were saying before. Um, you know, big, big hop driven beers, and and this is no exception. That the amber, it's a very much an American amber. It's got really big hop flavors, 
Um, I find some like big coffee flavors yeah, as well, I, like I fresh, fresh coffee, coffee sort of flavors. I've had this, yeah. Um, I'm a really big fan of of this amber. I find I like this is my absolute go to. If I if I can yeah. get that beer, I will get that beer and I'll drink that beer. So I learned um, something pretty cool the other day about um, Riverside. Is their brew equipment they bought off uh, Mountain Goat? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, which is yeah, yeah which, <laughs> which is awesome, and you know, and that's just continuing the that sort of that Aussie scene. And yeah. Riverside, they've been around for like a few months, really. It's six, a, six it's months. A, it's a funny story because I I met Dave from Riverside in the first Good Beer Week, 2011. What was he doing then? Um, he was just there as a as a beer fan. Yeah, and so I heard that he was starting a brewery, and I was like, oh yeah. Um, let me know when, it, when it's starting. So I kind of sort of kept in touch with them. And from what I gathered, they were having a, a lot of trouble um, getting their license to brew. Where have I heard that story before? Uh, Seems to be quite a common thing in, in Sydney. Yeah. Seems to be a common thing in Australia. In Australia in general. Yeah. But I think it was a blessing in disguise for them because they got... He, he was a home brewer, so he kept brewing beers while they were trying to get their license and I guess so Dave he, hadn't worked in a brewery before? No, he was a home brewer. Right, okay, I, I cool. Think, I I'm pretty, think. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the story. I mean, I'd love to get Dave onto the program Absolutely. at one point because he's just that's a legend. Such yeah. a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> really cool guy. I, uh, so di- I, I will digress for a bit. Uh, he goes to the bar in Sydney, Spooning Goats and he buys his own beers. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's like one of the best customers there buying yeah. his own beers, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's an awesome bar as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I was brewing stuff like the 44 Amber, I'd be buying it myself yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so, like, so good this Back beer. to what, what I was saying, um, because he was delayed with this whole license application, he got to practice brewing the beer and he got to buy the Mountain Goat brew equipment brew house, as well. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, made his beers like his beers came out and everyone loved them immediately and I think yeah when they first well the first time I got to try them I was really impressed mm. for the first line of beers from a new brewery for how spot on they were yeah. absolutely well, yeah. the, the, this 44 is Just, what was my yeah. favourite beer last year my mm. yeah. like, favourite new beer yeah and still is one of my favourite beers yeah, I think across the range as well like even like the summer ale was it the 69 yeah I thought oh, that that's his Mainstream beer, whatever. Yeah. But even it's that was like awesome. wow, yeah. yeah. But I get, I get a big like, um, like really lightly roasted coffee beans, like really aromatic yeah, yeah. coffee. And I think it plays well with the with hops the hops, yeah, as absolutely well on the nose. So if I had this beer without actually looking at the beer like blind, I would think it's a dark beer, or a lot darker than it is. It yeah. is it's got yeah. a big, yeah, big dark yeah. flavor, but it's not really too dark. Yeah. <clears throat> it is kind of the odd thing that it's a, it's a pretty dark amber, and their IPA is a pretty dark IPA as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, so they've just released their first seasonal beer. Um, so it's uh, yeah, they release it just before Easter, and it's called the Resurrection Ale. Um, it's their <laughs> Easter seasonal, I guess. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what is it as a style? Because I've had it, but I just I'll... so as a style, it's um, it's actually it's another American amber, and it's very closely related to the recipe of this one. I was talking to Dave about it, and um, so what it is is it's the it's, it's this amber essentially. Uh, and I think they've upped the hops, but sort of brought back the um, the malt bill a bit. I don't quote me on that, but that's what it tastes like yeah. to me. Did they add spices as well? Didn't, uh, they didn't add any spices, as okay. far as I know, but they did 
age it in oak for a bit oh, or add some oak. That's, that's, that's probably yeah. that, that's like the thing that I was tasting. It's like, yeah. what is but this? But there's only a little bit in it. Like, it's not a big thing. It's very subtle, the oak, but it, uh, so it does add a little... Like an earthiness. Like, yeah, yeah, it does add like a, yeah. a, a oh, bit of an extra bad. layer. Yeah. Yeah, it, is, it is very different to the amber, um, but it's, again, just awesome. I have not had a bad beer from from uh, Riverside. Yeah. No, so, um, on tap, like, the, the so- beer social media thing, I was checking in uh, a certain beer from Riverside, and I gave it like a, th- I gave it a three, and everyone was like, "Whoa, what? You're giving it, you're giving a Riverside beer a three, and, yeah. and three is like a good score." And you know that's that's how well regarded they are. Oh, I, I think I think yeah, the, if, even if you give them a positive score that's fairly low, people are, <laughs> people are going to be wondering. Call you what, out on you know, it. Yeah, yeah. I think Sydney, Sydney drinkers especially, like. We've got this local brewery that is doing just amazing stuff, and we're getting more and more all the time as yeah. well. Like, but I mean, they tick all the boxes. They're cool people. Yeah. They 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 get it. Dave's actually a part of the beer community yeah. as well. Yep. So you, you exactly. know, absolutely, um, it's great beers. They're local, and there's a real diversity in the styles of beers yeah. that they make as well. So yeah. So I remember last um, Sydney Craft Beer Week at uh, the local tap house, Brewers and Chewers. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dave was one of the brewers. Oh, cool. And he came around to my table and he was just looking like a kid in a candy shop. He was so happy <laughs> to be one of the brewing guests. Yeah. And he was, I was talking to him and he was actually like, the year before, he, he was, was sitting where I was sitting, he was basically. He was a chiller. <laughs> like, which is just great, yeah. you know, getting that sort of... Uh, you I know. think that's part of the reason why they have such a strong following is because... Because they're real, you know? They're like, real people yeah. and they, they actually really spend a lot of time with everyone. And I think they're just... Like you said, like if he wasn't there as a brewer he'd mm. still be there like it's he's the got just two, as much passion as the rest of us it's the yeah. one two punch of being an awesome dude and brewing awesome, awesome beer. beer like how yeah. do you not love that exactly. <laughs> and their beer is just awesome yeah. yeah yeah awesome well I think that um, I think that's it that's a pretty Wraps good start for episode one yeah, yeah. <laughs> good episode yeah um, so yeah thanks for listening guys if you made it all this way um <laughs> Uh, we'll be hopefully we'll be putting out another episode in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, let us know some feedback, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, uh, go easy on us. If we get on iTunes, uh, rate us if you can. That'd be nice. Um, let, us, let us know uh, who should get kicked off the island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cast your votes. Um, I think that idea of uh, recommending some beers for us to, to crack. Absolutely. Yeah. Would be awesome. So. Um, and just so you know, like we're not going to be rating beers formally. Like that's not what the podcast is about. We're just going to be chatting about stuff, shooting the shit. Yeah, shooting, yeah. shooting the shit. Basically, we'll do different segments. We might have some regular segments, like the one we just did, what what we're drinking. Um, beer fashion with Adrian might be regular. Uh, might be, <laughs> might be. <laughs> um, and some other, we've got some other cool stuff. We we mentioned um, beer and something matching. Yeah, we might talk about a bit. Um, Getting some guests on. Yeah, but it's going to yeah. be pretty pretty. Um, Hopefully pretty, pretty organic. Relaxed, relaxed. We'll just let yeah, it grow, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, thanks for listening, and um, yeah, see you, see you in two weeks. Actually, as a, as a parting message, mm-hmm. what what beer would you recommend to our listeners to, to, to drink over to, the next to drink two weeks. over the next couple of weeks? And then maybe they can like, like add comments. Yeah, to yeah absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, um, a beer that I've noticed just coming to the country is um, Stillwater. We're talking about it um, before we started recording. Um, so. Any one of the Stillwater beers, someone, if if you guys can crack it, I'd really appreciate it because I think they're incredible beers from an incredible brewer, and um, 
a little bit on the pricey side. They're not cheap beers, but um, they're US based. Aren't US they? based, yeah. Yep. US Kipsy um, Brew, aren't still yeah, water. So yeah. basically, short story. It's sort of like the the American version of Mikla. Um, yeah. And I think uh, I forget the, the guy's name, Stillwater, but him and Mikla are pretty close mates. They brewed a couple of beers together as well. Yeah. So um, cool. Yeah, that'd be my pick. Cracker, Cracker Stillwater. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd probably recommend uh, the. Uh, I think the Young Henry's Real Fang. Would be my recommendation for the next two That weeks. was a cool beer. That's yeah. a really cool beer. Like it's got a cool story. It's um basically it's based on the recipe for um for for Coca Cola um or open source cola. I haven't. I'm not. Yeah, I think it's open. Source I think cola, it's open yeah. source cola. It's based on that recipe. It doesn't taste like Coke. Like it's not too sweet, but it does have. It's got the same sort of spices, like a bit of like a sarsaparilla taste. It's dark, but it's not too thick. A really nice beer to drink. I know it's on tap at the brewery and it's on tap at the, the Union, Union Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um. As well as, I think, Old Growler, uh, which is a new bar um, sort yeah, of in, in King's Crossway, yeah. which, is, which is pretty much just going to be Young Henry's beers and some other guest taps, but mm-hmm. that's on tap there. And it's just, a, it's just a, really, like, a really interesting beer, really cool beer, and it's, it's delicious as well. Yeah. yeah, I had that, and I didn't really like Coke, but mm. I actually, I, I was surprised at how it doesn't much taste I liked too it. much yeah, like Coke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't drink it and go, "Wow, that's Coke." But it's but once when someone once tells you, you that story, story yeah, like, you can pick you, it up. You can pick it up. Yeah, I think it's all the good things of Coke. It's like a Coke with balls. Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, one one beer I've I've been in love with for the past month and a half has been the nine six one Pale Ale. The Lebanese Pale Ale. Yeah, I still haven't a had a chance beer. to try that. Yeah. So it is, I might bring that next next yeah. session. It is the, one of the strangest beers. That would have to be one of the most unique beers of I've, all time. I've I'd say. ever yeah. had. Uh, I don't want to really influence people, but it tastes like pizza shapes. Yeah. <laughs> so, much, would you match that with pizza shapes? I would match that with pizza, pizza shapes. You know, obviously range Lebanese of things. food. Yeah, kebabs. Um, yeah. And actually, I I use it, I, I've I've gotten into the habit of drinking it before meals as like an appetizer because you know ah, kind yeah. of eating awaken the senses yeah nice I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Mazan who's uh, the brewer mm. he came to Australia last month yeah that's um, a really good story as well maybe we'll, yeah. we'll cover that one yeah day. we'll talk yeah. about that we'll but yeah, yeah. Um, he was a really cool dude and um, yeah that pale ale the first time I cracked one of those I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't read anything about it, didn't know anything about it. Just literally, just had, took a sip and it's like, wow, yeah, that is the, something that I've never tasted anything like it before, and I think that's an incredible beer. Right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, um, yeah, so that's uh, so Liam recommend Stillwater stuff. Yep, Cracker Stillwater. Yeah, I reckon go for a Young Henry's Real Fang, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. Nine six one from Adrian. I still haven't tried the nine six one. I I'll I'll bring really you a bottle. I'll, I will bring a bottle next time. Yeah, yeah awesome. we'll crack it. We'll crack yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So yeah, next next. Uh, that means yeah, next session we'll be we'll discuss the nine six one and um, yeah, a few other and things. Talk about the yeah. story in a bit, and I think that's a good idea. Great, cool. Well, uh, let us know what you think, and thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. Cheers. <laughs>